right, Adam. So could you tell us a little bit about how you would go about finding the right uh, venture capital firm to to go after and partner with? Yeah. So the, the way to think about it is in two buckets. One is the, the firm itself, and then secondary is the, the, the partner or the person you're going to be working with, and not in any sort of distinct order. Uh, so on the firm side, what you want to do is look at their portfolio and see if they have companies in their portfolio that are similar to your own, meaning if you're a SaaS business or a software as a service business, do they have SaaS businesses? If you're an e-commerce company, do, you have, do they have other e-commerce investments such that they'll understand the industry and, and the competitive dynamics and, and sort of the unit economics of your business? And then within that, you also want to make sure that they invest the type of capital that you need. So some funds will do seed stage investing, a couple hundred thousand dollars up to a million. Some funds tend to focus on series A or B, which is you know one to kind of five or six million dollars. Then there's other funds like us at OpenView that do expansion stage investing, where we're typically investing five to 15. Um, and then there's growth equity investors that are doing north of 15, kind of 15 to 50 million. Um, so depending on what stage your business is in, you should pay should pay attention to the focus of the fund and make sure it's a good match between your capital needs and the capital requirements of the fund. Um, flipping over to the partner side, you know, that's really a personal decision. You know, if you, if you go through the first criteria and you recognize, yes, they, they typically invest in the type, types of companies that I'm building, you're more than likely to find a partner at a fund that has experience and understand, has the domain expertise to understand your business. So then it becomes more of a personal decision of whether or not you want to work with this person. You know, when you're raising venture capital, you know, it's not a one week, one day, or you know, one month decision. It's really multiple years, typically three to seven years, and more. You know, lately it's really more like five to seven years for a typical venture investment. So the person you're you're bringing on to the company uh, board and as an investor, you want to like both personally and professionally. You know, you want to feel like you can spend time with them and, and really enjoy that time but also that that individual is going to bring a lot to bear at the board level and kind of help you guide the, help you, um, guide the business through you know, ups and downs that you might experience over the next five to seven years. So, so I'd recommend spending you know, not just time on the phone, but in person, you know, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or over drinks, but definitely you know, multiple touch points such that you walk away, you feel like you've got a good understanding of that person, um, who they are, kind of what their makeup is, but also you feel like, through those discussions, they brought up valuable ideas and points that you think could be really accretive to your business. Great. And, and when you when these companies you know come and they make their presentation to you and they're you know looking for um, the investment, is there anything in particular that you're you're looking for from a company or in a pr- presentation um, that people should be aware of to hopefully succeed when they go? <laughs> yeah. So there's typically a couple of things that we look for. Um, you know, one, you kind of want an overview of the market and the, and the market that the company is operating in. Two, you want, obviously, uh, some good detail on the product. You know, either if you're building a product, what you envision the product to look like, or if you already have a product, you know, some screenshots and some explanations for how your customers are using the product, especially, you know, kind of outline the value prop. You want to talk about the team and, you know, who's on the team you know, your background, why you're well-suited to build the business. You want to talk about your financial model, sort of how you expect to scale the business. If you have revenue, talk about sort of how the business has performed historically. If you're just getting just getting started, talk about how you think you can generate revenue and or, you know, build an economic model such that people understand how the business scales. 
And then if you're raising capital, you should have an idea of how much money you want to raise and, and what you want to use it for. So, you know, coming in with an idea of, hey, I want to raise a million bucks, or if I want to raise $5 million or $10 million, whatever the number, just be clear on what you want to raise and, and why and what you plan to use it for. Typically, a presentation of 15 slides, maybe 20 most. You're going to get an hour with the, the team, maybe two max. So you don't want to you don't want to go overboard on PowerPoint slides, but you want to make sure there's enough information to help people make an educated decision. Nice. No, thanks for that. I think that that was a really great overview of everything. And another thing, when is there any a, is there a common mistake you see that everyone leaves out or that everyone does in their presentations or when they do pursue investment? Yeah, I think um, a lot of times people don't focus on, you know, what's unique or what's the real value proposition. They say, oh, I'm going to build an e-commerce company and everybody's buying diapers online, right? And that's a good idea, but you have to think about what makes you different and unique, um, especially if you're entering a market where there's already some incumbents or there's a bunch of new new competitors. Um, the second thing is I think people spend a lot of time, in some cases, building a very detailed financial model, projecting out five years. And in many cases, you know, there's just no way to predict the future that far out to the granularity that those models actually try to outline. So you know, I build a model of three years max, and I spend time thinking about kind of high-level assumptions such that you can communicate that effectively to the, to the group you're presenting to. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste too much time on that. I think you just more want to get your messaging down. And in many cases, it probably would be in your best interest to spend time practicing the presentation and making sure that you're coming in with a presentation that kind of uh, touches on the time limit you have. So you don't want to overrun the time or not get to certain things that are really important to get across. Nice. And also, a lot of people, especially that we deal with, when you think of venture capital, you think of millions, and a lot of people, I think, jump into it as you know way too early, um, or sometimes when it's not even necessary. Are there disadvantages to raising this kind of money and working with venture capitalists, and maybe maybe even people who shouldn't be pursuing it at all? Yeah, no, it's a very good point. You know, I think um, in many cases, you're better off spending time proving out a little bit of what you want to do. So if you're you know, if you're building a site that um, is trying to attract consumers, get consumers to come to your site, interact with the product, give you feedback on the product, make it, give you ideas on how you can improve the product. If you're selling something, have people come and buy the product. Because I think a lot of times, you know, folks might come in with a really great idea, but but investors want some form of proof points, right? They want they want some data to, to sort of acknowledge the fact that the entrepreneur has an idea that's viable. And in many cases, frankly, there's lots of scenarios where you don't need to raise money and you can run a great business without venture capital. You know, the, the U.S. economy is built on the entrepreneurial spirit. And I think ultimately there's lots of great businesses out there that have no VC involvement at all and will never need VC involvement. And they're still fantastic businesses. Definitely. And um, I know we're a little short on time, but I just wanted to quickly get in. What else do VCs provide? You know, is there th are there are, um, benefits or advantages besides just the investment dollars um, to companies that you end up uh, investing in? Yeah, it, it's a great question. So OpenView is actually built on that premise that a lot of VCs were not providing a lot of value for the dollars that they were providing and the dilution that they were taking from the entrepreneurs. So at OpenView, we spent a lot of time thinking about ways we can help our entrepreneurs. So we... We provide recruiting support. Last year, we, we placed 50 people across a portfolio of 13 companies, which is pretty 
pretty incredible uh, given the scale of our uh, our fund and the, and the number of portfolio companies. Um, we spent a lot of time helping our portfolio companies thinking about market research and s essentially segments to go after. So if you've been selling, for example, software to the financial services industry and um, you know the government sector starts calling you, we can help you think through that problem. We also have a, uh, a team here that spends a lot of time on helping companies think about social media and how to interact social media to drive kind of awareness of the company or the product, but also to come across as a thought leader and just drive, you know, generally the theme and messaging that you're trying to get across in a cost-effective way. So I think there's a lot of ways venture capitalists can help you. I think as an entrepreneur, you need to be wary of it. I would certainly ask any venture capitalist that you go meet with how they specifically have helped the company over the past six months or 18 months and ask for real, you know, real kind of, um, hard examples of what they've done and, and in many cases you might be surprised that they haven't done a whole lot and, and it's a real issue and, and hopefully over time the entrepreneur will get more and more value out of certain VCs that are spending a lot of time focused on helping them. Great. No, I, I think that's great to know, Adam, and I think a lot of people get caught up in, in just the money, but I know you have another phone call to run to, but we really appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, answer our questions. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, Adam. Well, have a great day, and thank you again. You too. Take care. All right.